This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. This is Talk Radio Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer. Thank you very much indeed uh, for your company. I really appreciate you joining me. Um, An awful lot to talk about. Lots of good news. Beautiful sunny day out there. I know I wish you're all about the sun, but we we do have a fantastic view uh, from Talk Radio Towers. But, um, I mean, as we get into the minutiae of uh, who paid for what cushions and curtains and whatever it is that Boris Johnson uh, has had done in that uh, number 11 flat, goodness me, wouldn't you like to see pictures of that? It's absolutely horrific. I bet genuinely it looks like an explosion uh, in a curtain factory. Uh, but uh, the really good news is, you know, everything's going in the right direction when it comes to COVID. Now, given that this is the stuff that dominates our lives right now and is the stuff that stopping us, for instance, of having people round for, you know, for dinner to go and sit in your in your mum's house. Now, look, let's face it, an awful lot of people, I mean, who are we kidding? Uh, we know from polls are doing those things, but it's still nevertheless illegal for people to do those things. And we don't encourage people to break the law here. But if almost 40 million people living in areas with almost no COVID, uh, and we know that the vaccine uh, absolutely not only works in terms of stopping people getting seriously ill and getting uh, and, and, and needing to be hospitalised or dying, and that the latest study from Public Health England shows vaccinated people are up to 50% less likely to infect others in their own household, and a quarter of adults have had two doses, 47 million jabs in total. Guys... Let's have a happy cup of tea this morning and celebrate. Uh, Steve Allen is a comedian and former chemist, and he's joining me all this morning. Steve, come on. Um, there's a lot of good news about here, but uh, a lot of focus still on Boris and the curtains, which we'll get to. But undoubtedly, this is a morning of great news. It is. Isn't it fantastic? It is exactly what we wanted for over a year now. We've Every so often I get to come on here, we talk about these stories, and we hoped for the day when we'd be registering zeros in certain areas. We're looking for zeros across the whole country at some point. I know you never get rid of it, but eventually we're just hoping that the virus evolves to become something more on a par with something we deal with without it impacting our lives. And the thing is... It's happening. We are heading in that direction. I know it's not happened quickly enough for you, but the lockdown is ending. 
a rather drawn out conjugation of that verb, but it's happening and the stats are looking good. Yeah, again, I, I just think it's absolutely stunning that, I mean, we, there are areas that have had virtually no COVID cases or no COVID cases uh, for a very long time. You can actually look, even in like London boroughs, you can, there are lots of websites you can actually look for, you know, cases reported. Um, and I mean, you know, who, who, who isn't getting tested at this point? Um, and and it is it is absolutely extraordinary how low the, the cases are for large parts of the country. Indeed, most of the cases we do see are concentrated in very specific parts parts of the country. Um, I find it extraordinary, though, that there's still got to be meetings about whether or not we go ahead on May the 17th with the next relaxation and uh, allowing pubs and restaurants to start making a semblance of, uh, of, of breaking even by allowing their indoor space to open. Um, and we're still looking at June the 21st for when we're told the end of lockdown completely... Um, We've got no guarantee because we know that Sage and Public Health England and others are desperately calling for us to. They want, I mean, they want social distancing and masks forever. Um, I, I think it's highly likely that that there will still be a, a mask mandate on public transport or possibly in supermarkets, uh, and that there'll still be um, demands for social distancing in in pubs and uh, concerts and things like that uh, for much longer. And and that's what worries me is that June the twenty first was. It's this end date everyone's got in their heads. I mean, if you haven't got it in your diary, frankly, people who didn't have April the 12th in their diary for the pubs reopening are just weirdos. Um, but but I, I just don't think it's all going to end on that day. I, I want to have I want to have a party in my back garden on June the 22nd. And I don't see why I shouldn't be able to. It's be perfectly safe. But I know that that's not going to be allowed. Well, well, we'll find out when it happens. There are certain parts of this that I care more about more than others. Um, social distancing needs to end to make business actually work. And certainly the sector that I work in, stand-up comedy, I am desperate to get oh, back yeah. to being on stage. Mask wearing, I don't really care. Let's be I'm, honest. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, it's I'm not that that. It, it kills me every day when I put a mask on now. It apps, And I was really, it's not a big deal last summer. I really was. It's yeah. not a big deal. I've, I've, I wear it. I, I wear it on empty tube carriages. It, it is, it is killing me. I, I, well, I, I know people will say, "Oh, that's outrageous." But I know. Look, look, you've lost a loved one to go. If masks worked, if there was evidence, if the evidence had been cre- given to us that masks saved lives, then I, I, yeah, okay, fair enough. There has been no international study, no national study that has proven that ma- in the real world that masks make any difference. And to be forced to co- for the entire nation to cover their face for and my, you know, my child wearing a mask all day and me wearing a mask, getting up to go and get a coffee in this office. Uh, it, it is so utterly pointless. It, 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 the, 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 the insanity of it is what bothers me more than anything else. If it's not evidence based, we shouldn't be doing it. Simple as that. Well, it's hopefully ending. And if I get to pick the order of which things end, I'd put that near the end because it's not impacting business anywhere near as much as social distancing yeah, stops true. the hospitality sector. That's, it's more I'm being practical without... Mm. It doesn't cost me the same that it cost you then. I mean, it, it clearly is pointless to wear a mask on an empty tube. That is obviously no, pointless. No, 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 it's still illegal. I, it's illegal. I, can't, I, I can't break the law. I can't break... I can't, it, in my position, I can't break the law. I sit in an empty tube carriage... Wearing a mask that I know does nothing, even if someone was sitting next to me, I know would make no difference because I ain't got COVID. Well, the the word no is doing a lot of heavy lifting there, I suppose, given the fact that you can have it and not know. No, no, I can't. No, I can't have it. I've already had it. I've also had a jab and I don't have any symptoms. I haven't got COVID. Yeah. But again, the fact it's not 100 percent. You don't you can't fully know. I haven't got COVID. Yeah, but just repeating the sentence doesn't make it hundred percent. It does. It does. It does. It does. I mean, I, 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 I might have so terminal brain cancer right now, but I, d- but I don't think I do, and I don't no, live but... my life as if I've got terminal brain cancer either. 
well, now we're having a conversation about whether you're you're not wearing a mask because you've you even earlier in this conversation you said you're wearing it simply because it's law and you can't break the law. And I was agreeing with mm. you, so I don't know why we're falling out. <laughs> it is pointless. I've had it, I'm having a bad day tube. with masks. I, I, yeah, I know, but it's still the law. It is the law, and that's because you can't make a law that has some sort of thing where you have to get a tape measure out and see how far away the nearest person is. <laughs> that is the problem with general because they rules, don't because but... they don't trust us to be sensible. But there we are. Look, we have Joe Biden. Yet yesterday make a statement about how people with two vaccinations can meet outdoors and not wear a mask because the latest science tells us it's safe mate the science told us that was safe last april i mean it's an absolute joke but there we are i'll move on from that but let's let's talk about cash for curtains or cash for cushions or whatever it is uh, this uh, this uh, this today uh, the cash for curtains actually is the headline on the front of the mirror today and i think that uh, may catch on this is this epic refurbishment of number 10. Now, each new Prime Minister is given, I thought it was £30,000 when they moved in that they could redecorate a bit and, you know, do it up a bit. And, and, and you know, if people have had, you know, young children like the Camerons had had. You might want to, if you move in when you're Theresa May and you haven't got young kids, you, you might you might want to, you know, decorate a little bit. Fair enough. It's a rented flat. You shouldn't have to spend your own money. It makes sense. Um, but apparently it's £30,000 a year. I mean, what are you doing? Putting in a new kitchen and a new bathroom every year. Um, but um, but we know that the Prime Minister, uh, Carrie Simons, his fiance, they went over budgets. So they had the £30,000 and then they spent another £58,000. I mean, mind blown by this, by the way. Um, and uh, and and first of all, there were whole questions about where, where this money had come from. He apparently is reported of saying, I can't afford this. Someone's going to have to pay. That The word was that there was a Tory donor that had paid for this. Uh, but then word got out. So he paid it back. Then we were told this week that actually, no, no, it was it was um, a Tory central office that had paid this and and that and that he had paid it back. And then the question mark is, well, which Tory donor gave the money to Tory central office, et cetera, et cetera. Statement from number 10 yesterday. Any costs of wider refurbishment this year beyond those provided by the for by the annual allowance have been met by the Prime Minister personally. Conservative Party funds are not being used for this. The crucial thing here is the tents being used have been met, so they've been paid, but we don't know at which point. And Conservative Party funds are not being used. So right now, Conservative Party funds are not being used because they've been paid back. But but that leaves still quite a lot of questions, doesn't it? Mm, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of uh, mud has been slung in the direction of Boris Johnson recently, and this is the only one that, that even moves my dial as well. I don't care if he used words that might be hyperbolic about his wish to not have another lockdown. We all say things that are a bit of a stretch. Clearly, it doesn't match, match his actions. Those words, that those newspaper headlines mean nothing to me. If your scandal, if your controversy has got money involved... All of a sudden, it stinks a little worse. And that's what I don't like about this one. Um, so even if it somehow means the money he was using inappropriately came from people who donate to the Conservative Party, which very much seems like not my business, still, it's about integrity with money. So yeah. this one has started to, as I say, move my dial. This does, not only is it a catchy phrase, so that makes this kind of scandal stick, but it just makes him seem so much different to us. It's an us and them yes, situation. Yes, it is, isn't it? Because we're looking at these sums of money. They are such huge sums of money. I, I think for people on big sum, big earnings, I mean, everyone I know who's on a good salary is going, that's a lot of money to spend on refurbishment. I mean, bearing in mind we're not talking about, you know, they're not building an extension. I mean, it's, it's a four-bedroom flat at the top of, num of, of number 11 next door to uh, his office at number 10. Um, the big issue here is there are very clear rules about you have to declare uh, any donations. You have 
to declare any loans. You have to declare them in the MP's register of interest. You have to declare it if you get free tickets to Wimbledon. Uh, you know, you, anyone who gives you something, we need to know about it. So there could be no idea that someone has given you something quietly behind the scenes and you've then done something to benefit them. They're also supposed to declare it in the ministerial register. There's a code of conduct there. Also, crucially, um, you have to declare to the Electoral Commission because if people are giving you money as a benefit, um, you there is a legal a legal requirement. It's not just sort of nicey nicey codes. There's a legal requirement to benefit. And, and this is the thing we you know why would anyone go? Yeah, I'll pay you fifty eight k for your flat. Why would someone do that? It's not a charitable cause. We're not saving a child from dying of cancer. That's a cause. Well, of course, if you had that money, wouldn't that be a wonderful thing to be able to do? Getting new curtains for Carrie Simons ain't anyone's top priority. Unless you think you might be getting something back for it. And that's the issue, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, no one's doing that out of the kindness of their hearts. Um, and you're right, this is another, it relates back to the thing we just found about, about how rules are sometimes down the, the, the thin end of the wedge of the rules seem a little pointless. Mm. So having to register if you're given a free pen by that kind of thing does seem like a waste of time. However, this amount of money for where you're living does, um, it's nowhere near the dodgy end. Mm. This exactly should be written down. And if it was failed to be done, so, you know, we probably need to investigate to make sure so that we can definitely say that rule was not stuck to. You have broken the rule. Now what do you say? Yeah, I did. I, I did think one of the issues, though, here is I, mean, I don't resent, um, you know, the, the cost of the prime minister having a home above the flat. It's, it is in our interest. The security costs alone of him leaving somewhere else are, are huge to the state. So um, people who are doing a very important job and who are bringing their family into, into Downing Street, I think should be entitled to live a nice lifestyle. I don't think we should be saying, oh, yeah, the prime minister needs to slum it with peeling wall paper and, and the idea that well some people live with peeling wallpaper and but yes I get that but I don't think our prime minister should um, no. and, and even though he's not the head of state it's not like the White House in America where it's just this huge big epic building And but I, I, frankly I think it's a bit untenable given the age of the prime ministers these days that, that they should be living in a flat I don't I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't want to I mean I live in a flat with my child but you know we're on the ground floor we've got a garden direct access um, we're very lucky in that especially for people living in the capital city but why can't we just turn there are a number of different houses in Downing Street one of those houses should just be turned into a family house that if we want the Prime Minister to live above or next to the shop let's just have that as the Prime Minister's family home that they can move into I'm, I think that would solve the problem I don't see why we should expect uh, whole families I mean, you know had you know families of four uh, you know, and, and you know, three or four children moving into these flats. It's, I, I, I'm thinking maybe we should just be a bit more realistic about what we expect of our prime ministers and their families. Well, I think it's a really good point, but I don't think it would solve the problem because yeah. I, I don't think necessity uh, was the reason that that many <laughs> thousands of pounds was dropped on new curtains. So it, was, it could still happen again in a different. Apparently, building. it was the John Lewis nightmare. Most of us aspire to be able to afford things. Yeah. John Lewis. The breakfast briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.